in this question. Um, what what the fuck? Did, what does she have to do with anything? I I didn't know. I mean, I don't I don't know what he was doing. Um, I mean, I just know that that's that was his son, and he they said he was killed in like a counter terrorist mission or whatever. His like, name was his name was Hamza H A M Z Bin Laden. So I don't I have no idea. That was the first thing that I saw on um on my uh Yahoo open my or Yahoo home page. And I was just sitting there like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? With all the shit going on in the world, all the all the shit going on in the political world, with all the um with the election coming up, I'm like, what the fuck? Did, what is what does this have to do with anything? Like, I don't even know what this, I didn't even know. Well, I know he had a whole bunch of kids, but I didn't even know if the significance of Osama bin Laden Jr. So I was just looking at that. I was thinking, I was like, this is just another one of those uh, political stunts that I can say. I think the Republicans are on to this one to make them look look better. You know, it's something that Trump can say. You know, just to just to keep like the xenophobia alive. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just, just they gotta, they gotta hit us with chaos as much as they can, and just to keep that alive. You gotta keep that alive, especially with the, with the wall and all this immigration shit going on. But it's very, very interesting. Um, with how, with how the they went about that, I'm sitting up here thinking, man, that's that's the number one news that we got going on. Like, right. You know, it's just been a weird, it's just really been a weird week, I think, overall. Like, I think it started this week. You know, not only is it a harvest moon, like a harvest full moon, but uh, I think the way the, the signs are set up, like, the sun is in Virgo and the moon is in Pisces with a full moon. So it's like uh, um, opposition. So it's that's already kind of a weird full moon. But I noticed earlier in the week it was weird when, Nobody even was talking about nine eleven or anything. Like no, it was it was like that shit didn't exist, and I didn't even. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like it was the weirdest shit ever. You know, when it well, was you, like. Well, it was you like, know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, um, there's been people online that's been saying, "Forget nine eleven." Yeah, I agree. I agree, but I realized that. Um, I mean, it was just from everybody though. Like, I mean, I just felt like it was, it was just, it was from, I didn't really hear anybody talk about it from all races, all classes. It was like one of those, it was one of those situations where I was thinking like, man, like I looked at it as it's just so much chaos going on that and we're not even thinking about that shit, honestly. Like, yeah, I didn't realize it was on that day until I said it out loud at work. I was like, oh, yeah, today. I was like, what's today's date? 9-11. Then I thought about it. And just for, like, a brief m- moment. That's it. You know, um, and then I seen, like, a clip from when the Seahawks beat the Broncos and that guy ran up on the podium. You remember <laughs> that? Yeah, I saw that. He was like, it was, uh, I think it's Malcolm Smith because he was the MVP. Yep, yep. And um, the guy came up. He was like, yeah, um, 9-11 was an inside job. Um, and then the, they hurried up and rushed him off stage, and I was seeing the replies, and people was like, man, he probably was killed short after, shortly after. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not I mean, it's not something that's, like, hidden. 
it's common knowledge if you if you do enough research you can see that it was planned ahead of time and you know it, it, it seems like a lot of a lot of the, a lot of shit is just planned and um coordinated just to keep i guess some type of control over society i think it's just a um it keeps the control of keeps control over the economy over just our emotions everything um but I definitely agree with you on that one right there. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is I'm watching this game right now, and uh, the reason why I pause is I just literally why it was we about to watch a, a blooper on ESPN tonight. <laughs> That's you, ridiculous. Uh, what you talking about? So the guy was about to the Iowa, Iowa State game. Iowa State hasn't beat Iowa in the last four years. They were about to get the ball back with a minute and, and like 50 seconds left. So basically yeah. two minutes left. The guy was about to get the punt. His teammate was was uh, blocking uh, the other the Iowa defender, and the teammate just ran into the punt returner. But as he ran into the punt returner, the ball hit his teammate on the back, so he, it was counted as a muff. And uh, Iowa, Iowa recovered the, fun, the fumble and re, uh, basically won the game. They just take a knee. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that sounds. Yeah, that definitely sounds like it'll end up on the the not top ten. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be up there. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh but I'm man, I'm still I'm, I I know we was talking about the two K uh the two K basketball game. I'm I'm still kinda on the fence about getting that game, but I thought it was interesting that I know we talked about this before, but I think exactly what happened with the with the launch. If uh, you know, if most of y'all don't understand that, two K just uh, released their two K twenty basketball game, and it basically had a very bad launch with uh, having to patch the game and bugs within the game, and just just it was just unstable. And what I think happened, what I think literally happened with two K, and why that launch was so bad, and that's something I was thinking about was when they dropped that trailer a couple of days before launch, that trailer was, was extremely significant for that company. I think when they dropped that trailer and they showed those slot machines on that trailer, I think they got a call from the government. I'm for real. I think 2K and Take-Two Interactions, after they dropped that slot machine, they dropped that My Team, and the, um, they dropped the uh, trailer, I think they got a call from the government, and they literally had to take, they had to, they had to edit the different different codes of the game, which led to the game being so fucking unstable because they had to take that slot machine shit out. They had to take different different stuff out. I think that's what happened. And I think I don't think they lied to us. I don't think they were lying about a lot of that. I think some of the stuff they were lying, but I think a lot of the stuff, like, um, I think the park, I think they did add different stuff to the park. But I think they literally had to revert back to it. And, like, within a couple of days, I think the government – Gave them a call after they saw that slot machine on the trailer, and and two K had to like it within a uh, you know a, a day or two had to edit some shit out of that file before the launch of that game. And I think it, I think it led to basically a beta version of the game being released just because of that damn trailer. That's well, where I think it oh, came from. Well, I'll say this: they, they, I mean, they, they pretty much release a beta version every year mm-hmm. at the launch. And they got in trouble last year. Well, not last year, but for 2K18 when people were designing the 
the custom shirts, mm-hmm. they got in trouble for that because people were putting like high end uh name brands on the shirts and stuff. This is looking designer. Like Yeah, looking designer. designer. I mean there was some of it was dope. You know, that but, was cool as hell. I like but, it. But they were getting into they were getting sued because of that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I wouldn't Those be supreme sh- shirts were looking like real, real live supreme shirts, dog. Yeah, I mean, I think you could literally have. Uh, I think there was an option you could literally just have a custom image you found on Google. They could just find an image of like a supreme shirt and then just put it into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, but so I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they got some type of call. I think I think they did, man. I, I think they got. Because if you look at the whole whole climate, the whole political climate, especially with the video games, um, I think it was. I mean, it's just been it's been big shit going on this year with that, and I I don't want the government to get into that shit at all. But I think I'm I'm also looking at it on the flip side as I'm looking at it on in two ways from the government perspective. There's so much easy money that they you know they gotta have control of all all the money basically, so they gotta regulate shit. So one, I'm looking at it as they're trying to figure out how to regulate this shit. And two, I do have to, I mean, I have to agree, man. It's like 2K is getting savage with, with some of their with their greedy tactics. Like the fact that this is a multi, this is a part of a multi-billion dollar corporation and they still only have like two servers. Like that's mother that, that's criminal, man. That's criminal to be a billion dollar corporation, damn near. And to have two servers? Like, come on, man. Like what? And just the little, I, I, they have like all kinds of little tactics that they do to, to, to milk money out of people. And I think it's just getting out of hand. And I, I think it's, I, I've said it before, it's, it's as deep as, to, it's as deep as the coding of the actual game. I, like the, they, they legit have invented an algorithm system within their game that other, that they, that they sell to other companies. So my question is, it's a motherfucking video game. Like, now we got having to use algorithms and shit for a video game? I think it's a problem with that, man. Like, I mean, we got algor- we got algorithms everywhere else. Like, in the phone, why not put it in a video game? I think it's because it's because it's it's it's, it's a weird, it's a gray area. I think that's the problem. It's, the, it's a gray area with being rated E for everyone. You can't say you're rated E for everyone and you're using predatory tactics. Like, bro, I'm like really like hands free off of government, but I have a fucking problem with this shit because I I can see how it affect like this shit just doesn't it doesn't just affect just video games it's, a, it's affecting a lot of other shit man like it's a good that's a great company with you know when it comes to the business mindset because I think I was reading somewhere where the where the algorithms like they have an algorithm system that they use that's so good that. Which is no problem. I don't see the problem with the actual with them using algorithms because it's everywhere. Like it's nothing that we can do about that. That's just the reality of like. That's just the reality of life. But I mean, shit. I think it's a problem with when you can possibly potentially have a, a nine year old to have like recommend like to start having like a legit like algorithm code for. Uh, uh, a user profile of a nine-year-old. I think that's that's a little. This is we we entering like we entering like straight. We, I mean, we all we already in 1984 mode, but that's that's setting a precedent on a deeper level. Like I'm not looking at it just as just a video game. I'm looking at it like from a precedent. Like if, if we let a video game do this, 
this them doing just them allowing this type of precedent will leak over to any other like all kinds of other like avenues in our society i think but that's gonna be bad though i think it's gonna end up being bad because the government is looking at the shit <laughs> they're looking at the shit and they about to put their hands in it and that's not gonna end up good i don't know i mean i i don't really see a change happening to 2k though even with the government i still think 2k is probably gonna be around forever in some capacity because well, there, i mean there's no competition there it's, it's a monopoly yeah definitely for now for now but I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna be able to have that license forever. I think it's it's difficult. It's hard to say that they'll be able to have that license agreement forever. I wasn't talking about the license. I'm talking about the game in general. Like well, they'll have some. The company will still have some way have some hold over like the basketball genre and video games because well, I mean, it's had they had they've had a hold for over a decade. Um, now, if you look at it, I don't, I mean, I don't see how any company can like come up and like just stop them like that, you know, even with like the government intervention, there's no other game challenging them. I agree for now, but we also got to remember that 2K took the throne from, from, from NBA Live. Yeah. And, and that was, and I was, I'm the proponent, I've been playing 2K since then. I mean, I'm not gonna say I've been playing 2K before everybody else. I'm nah, I won't say that. But I, you know, I was playing 2K a lot earlier than most people. But I was playing NBA Live also at the same time. But at some point, yeah, it definitely it was a, a transition. But greed was it? I, the overall theme is greed. Like it's just I, I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I think these companies get greedy. And it just leads to just bad shit that happens. And I think that's how 2K got the throne from, from live. But I, I feel like right, yeah, right now they definitely they're gonna have the monopoly over it. I mean, I'll I'll with that, I'll say it comes to NBA Live not progressing. That's why they didn't they lost the the crown, so to speak, because of the gameplay, the graphics, the, it was arcadey. And 2K had more of a realistic feel. That that's why I would say they lost um, they lost their steam. And then again, I mean, if you only got two companies, that's not competition, you know. And Live has tried to come back in a couple um, different games, but it's just not the same because 2K just has that uh, stronghold over the market. Well, I, I think the biggest thing that doesn't that's not talked about about sports games that like sets that apart from everything else is is the damn is these licenses because like the difference between like the difference between two K and let's say Call of Duty is the fact that the company that makes Call of Duty I don't remember what it is because it's changed so many different times within the last couple of years. They have the rights of, like, that game, of Call of Duty. Like, that's their shit. But I feel like when you create a sports game, with you having to, like, already get player likeness, get having that, like, dilemma added into it, um, it adds another player into it, which is the actual league of the league of the license that you're trying to use. And, like, I think people forget that the NBA in, in itself actually, I think, is – even though 2K creates the game, and even though uh, EA Sports create these games, these actual leagues are actually the ones with the most say-so out of all this shit. 
Like I was reading somewhere where the only reason why Madden can't even put in mouthpieces, it's got something to do with the NFL. Like it's literally, it ain't got nothing to do with the technology. They can scan anything, any damn thing into these games. The only reason why they can't use mouthpieces, it's got to do with um some. It's got to do with like the contracting with the NFL, and I think that's interesting because. I mean, these niggas, 2K, had they created one of the best video games of all time with NFL 2K20. Sold the game for $20, which, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> that fucking makes sense. Like, and, you know, they they put the heat on everybody else. They put the heat on Madden. But for them to sell the game for $20, that's what led to them losing, losing, the, um, losing that license. Because the NFL is looking at it as... Well, this company's not valuing themselves high enough to sell that game for fifty dollars already. So we're gonna go with EA Sports. They're not even looking at that shit as like this company's a literally a, a literal better better product. They, they're creating a better product. We 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 gotta go like they they weren't even looking at that shit like that. And like I don't know, man. I just feel like once once shit gets to a level where it starts to affect the launch of your game, and like, and the news starts talking about it. It just reaches bad territory, especially with with these sports games. Like, we already seen how the shit can go with NCAA fourteen. Like, yeah, it was trending for a while in the United States. Uh, it was uh, fixed two K, I believe. Man, that shit was number one on on Twitter. Like, come on, think like that shit was number one on Twitter. That's, I mean, that that ain't no little ass shit. Like, that's one of the... Off of what's trending and shit. I mean... Something going on, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is just a video game, but if you look at the bigger picture, like, nah, it's... This this got to do with some other shit, because this is, this is... I don't know. It bleeds, bleeds into other parts of the... um to society, you know? Now, I'm telling you, I think it's got something to do with these, these Take-Two and 2K, 2K or so, whoever, the, the the game producers, I think the government's figured out these motherfuckers have created that algorithm code or some shit. They trying to get that shit off of them, bro. They trying to get that shit off of them, man. Like, for real. <laughs> they trying to figure that shit out. That's how crazy it is. Because 2K is like transitioned the whole... Not just video games, just entertainment in general. And just in general. Because I even said, even I feel like sometimes playing 2K19, I feel like these motherfuckers have, the, the code of the game is so good that I feel like they can literally control when different runs happen within the game. Like, I remember I was Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was like, look at every time in the third quarter, like, with, like, Six minutes left in the third quarter. It's like these, it's like everybody on the on the CPU got takeover or some shit. Like ninety nine defense. Yeah, I'm like notice how, and I've, I've I've done research on this. They actually proven what I'm about to tell. Where they got this, if you notice, if you don't play two K for like a week, a part of like the way the game reads your user profile, it can see how long when the last time you played the game. So I notice I'm the type of person where I binge. I might not play for a week or two or even a month. But I have noticed though, I might play the game. I noticed those for that first game I play, you know, I'm it's usually easier. But I noticed the more games I play, as you know, the more games I play play along throughout that day, the shit get harder and harder. Well, it's because them damn algorithms, because they say that they make it easier to, to keep you want, you know, wanting to stay playing the game. 
But then they want they want to get it to where you're gonna buy some fucking VC eventually. Which I mean, that, it's a business. You know, they got to do what they got to do. But come on, dog. Like, you know, it reaches a certain point where I'm good. I'm a, I'm an adult. So any mistake I make is on me. Like, a hundred percent. Like, I'm not. It's not about me. But I do. You know, it is people that's that I can see fall victim to this shit. When the major, and I feel like the majority of the of the, of the players. I probably under eighteen, you know, like or around that age. But yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, for that shit to be number one on 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 Twitter trending. That's a big deal, you know. It's some big shit. But you got you got that trending, and then you got like the um, the community manager Ronnie posting on social media him inside of a Lamborghini and shit. Man, he a goofy. Yeah, he is. Ronnie a goofy, like, I will say this, I will say, I, I don't agree with the, the hashtag, you know, blame Ronnie, he did, you know, it looks like he lied, he did lie from what he did said. lie about, he lied about several things, a lot of shit, but I'm, this is what I want to tell people, we gotta look at it like this, nah, don't just blame it on Ronnie, this is a perfect time to blame this shit on the whole fucking company, cause it's set up like that, it's set up for them niggas to want you to blame Ronnie. Ronnie, when it, when, this is a multi-billion dollar corporation. 2K is a part of a multi-billion dollar corporation. I'm going to tell you right now, ain't no decision based off of one man. <laughs> yeah, he lied, but that game, the, the, the way the game, the, the outcome of the game, how unstable it was, that ain't have nothing. That, had, that didn't have just to do with just Ronnie. That shit had to do with a lot more than, than just Ronnie, dog. Like, that shit was like the whole... Whole 2K motherfucking corporation. Whole take two. Yeah, because all, all the develop. There's only like two developers people know. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's Ronnie and Mike Wayne, mm-hmm. and they get all the blame. But obviously, it's the team of developers. They, they see Take Two is smart. They got to sit where they are. They already see. I think Ronnie in, in himself a part of his job is to be the scapegoat. But I'm man, we can read through that shit. Like, nah, that's take two, bro. Like, it's the whole company. It ain't just them. It ain't. It's only so much you can do as one man. Like, you can. That's a multi. That's the a multi-billion dollar corporation. Right. Ain't no one man gonna be like, nah, we ain't gonna release this whole bill. Ain't no one man gonna have that type of power like that. That's not how a publicly traded uh, corporation works. There's literal laws in place to where you have to, like, you know, have checks and balances. But, I mean, he is a bitch-ass nigga for that shit, though. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he just looked like a goofy. Like, he do. this motherfucker? <laughs> Taking pictures of his dog and shit. Like, bruh, nobody gives a fuck about your dog. Like, fix the game. Or stop lying about features in the game. That aren't in the game. My man is a media marketing director, lead media marketing. I don't know what the fuck his real title is, but he's supposed to be basically the media marketing like num- manager. He's the company shield. I mean, that's all you know. He but takes- here's the thing: this nigga has no charisma. You're right. Even in the game, he don't have no charisma. How you gonna be over media of a, of the of literally? Of a top five video game in the world, I mean, two K. I mean, we that's a that's a top five video game. I don't, you really probably yeah, top five. I would say. How you gonna be the the basically? He's the face. He is the face of that company. 
and have no charisma. It's like a motherfucking wall talking. Like, get this goofy out of here, dog. Like, right. You can tell these. You can tell these. You don't. These motherfuckers are not the type of people that you want running that type of corporation. <laughs> right. Like, who is this dude? But they did. I did. They they said he's good as fucking video games, though. So he got the experience. I think they said he was like really, really good at Madden, like top ten or some shit, some shit like that. But I mean, that ain't simulation football. <laughs> right. Yeah. That ain't real football. So he better be good at that shit. All you gotta do is know how to play. All you gotta do is know how to video game play. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's just about beating the system, so to speak. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I ain't even really, um, I feel like I've been working all week. And uh, I don't know, I don't really know what much going on. Like, I know there's a lot of shit going on early in the week, but. It's like we had all we had the Amazon fire there. <laughs> nobody talk. Nobody's talking about that no more. Just that just left the whole like media realm. Is that shit still on fire? Do you know? I haven't done uh, research on it, but I mean, I don't think something like that, even if it's out of the mainstream news cycle, just is over with. Mm-hmm. Even if the fires are done. That's long-term repercussions, you know, of that happening. So, I mean, we focus on the the BS because I mean, we love we love the the ignorance in in the U.S. You know, it's sad, but that's just the time that we live in. People forget about. It. <laughs> I know we talked about this before. I'm sure we did in the podcast, but I'm starting to, and I knew about this too, but I ain't never saw the actual macaroni and cheese commercial for Chick-fil-A until today. Uh-huh. Like, I ain't actually seen, they, these niggas are actually putting, making a commercial like this shit's new. <laughs> well, I didn't even know. I yeah, know. bro. They got a real commercial. Yep. Yep. Got a whole commercial for that shit. Shit. I mean, that mac and cheese, I mean, I would say it's pretty good. It's good. You know, but I ain't rushing out to get it, though, you know. But that's one of the the few items a lot of these fast food places don't have. Yeah, I think, I think Papa, I know for a fact Bojang was having it at certain locations. I thought Popeye's had it at certain locations, too. I I don't know. I don't know about Popeyes, but I do know that um it just slipped my mind. There's another spot. I it'll come back. But yeah. There's only like a couple that I can think of mainstream wise. I definitely know like Bojangles, Chick-fil-A, um, I was wanting to say KFC, but I'm not Yeah, yeah. I well, I think KFC do. I think yeah, they do. I'm pretty too. sure they do. You know, I, I was seeing like um, I was watching that li- live stream of uh, Star, probably like a week or two ago. He was talking about his day was ruined because he he got some bojangles. He was like, it was trash. He, wow. he said, say he threw it out like at, like almost immediately after he got it. Then I was looking at like his his uh, chat 
Yeah, they're like, yeah, that Bojangles trash or whatever. I'm like, bro, get. I was like, y'all niggas ain't never been to where it's originated. It's originated here in North Carolina. So y'all getting that off-brand Bojangles. So no. Bojangles must have exploded because I know growing up at one point it was only a, a southern thing. Like it wasn't no Bojangles past the state of Kentucky. So it must have they must have they must have blown up since then. I mean, I think it still is a southern thing. Region southeast region. Um Well, I'm wondering where how he gets them down. Was he traveling somewhere? Nah, he in Atlanta. You know, they got they got Bojangles uh, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it is in Atlanta. That's like the cookout. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. But I just thought that that was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, in terms of, like, the news, I was saying that, sh- <laughs> that shit about Malik Yoba. <laughs> Goofy. Oh, my God. He, was, he did a rap on IG where he was rapping about being, you know, loving, loving a trans woman or whatever, you know, he, he's trans, he's, he's stepping up. That's what he calls it. He was on a, he was on the breakfast club. He kept saying, you know, I'm stepping up. I'm trans attracted because he, he, he claims he's, he's a heterosexual man, a cis heterosexual man. Um, but he's, he's attracted to trans women. And, uh, he said he's stepping up. And then you, you see the trans woman, like, beside him. She was like, you know, when we're so happy to have Malik as an ally, you know, with him coming out. And then he, he was quick to correct. He's like, no, no out. stepping out, stepping out. That, yeah. <laughs> he was quick to say, I'm stepping out. I'm not, no, stepping up. I'm not coming out. I'm stepping up. He's, like, holding on to that. So, you know, he's holding on to that for dear life. But it's like, bruh, you if you attract it to a, if you're attracted to a transgender, I mean that's gay. Even if you want to think that's a woman, that's a nigga with a wig. Shout out to Star. Right. <laughs> that's a nigga with a wig. You like niggas with wigs. I mean, shit. It is what it is, bro. Like, and you know what they said about it too is that he said that because allegedly he was sleeping with like an underage um transgender girl. Mm. And she was about to out him. So he just outed himself. That's even sicker. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, you know, a lot of times, you, I, I think a part of these people contracts for them to even get, the, you know, to get put on and shit. They got to they gotta be blackballed or gotta, somebody got to know some dirt or they got to do some dirt, you know? Well, you know what I'm saying? yeah. From what I've seen, though, people were saying online that, that are in the uh, industry were saying that it was known you know, for a while that that's how he gets down or whatever. And, um, I mean, he was on the show called New York Undercover <laughs> back in the day. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. He was on the, it's Malik Yoba is the guy that was on. Wait, say that again? He, he was on the show as an undercover cop with a white dude. Yeah, 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 New York undercover. Man, hey, that shit, hey, that's a classic. Hey, I ain't even gonna I haven't, lie. I haven't seen it. Boy, that shit is a classic. No, I that seen, shit, that I've heard about it. That shit's a classic. Yeah, I, I had to realize. I was like, yeah, he looked, he looked familiar. That shit was funny though, because <laughs> he was like, he was on Breakfast Club and he said, you know, um, I wanted to be okay. You know, I, I wanted uh, for us to have. 
the black community, you know, we need to be more accepting, you know, because look at when um, then he called out uh, Mr. C. Look at Eddie Murphy when they got caught, you know, he, I'm paraphrasing. So he pretty much was trying to say, you know, Eddie Murphy and uh, Mr. C, you know, they in the same category as him they, or whatever. Nah, don't talk about nobody else dirt. Yeah, that's what people were like. People was like, this nigga really just tried to call out Eddie Murphy, like, for no reason. Right. And, uh, yeah, bro. Yeah, that that shit was just funny to me, bro. Like, it's so obvious that, you know, he's he's probably getting paid to say this shit or whatever. And it's funny to me, man, like, just to see this shit. Like, Sam Smith, the singer, that white singer, he just changed his pronoun to they slash them. Wow. So, you know, he's no longer a he. He's a they or a them. Some bullshit. I'm like, bruh. Well, you know, I think, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's, it's going to reach a point within the next few years where this shit's going to die down. I don't know. I feel like it's losing a little bit of its energy. And I think that, that Dave Chappelle stand-up had a lot to do with it. Because I feel like if this was like a year, if this was like two years ago, he would have probably still, they would have really tried to cancel him. And I think it would have they would have probably been semi-successful. Cause I don't think you can fully cancel Dave Chappelle. But I think with him dropping that stand up and with that shit eventually getting a 99% rotten tomato score, and you know, with that shit getting news coverage, it did two things. One, it accomplished the exact goal that any comedian wants to accomplish. You know, it uh it got the critics involved. And two, we start to realize, like, yeah, these SJWs, it's only so many people that you can fuck with. And, like, when you, you can't fuck with people that, one, don't give a fuck, and two, who's, who's, uh, who's following is passionate about their message and who, who shares the same sentiment. Because, you know, the people that follow Dave Chappelle, we don't give a fuck that we, that we care that other people want to cancel Dave Chappelle. We don't give a fuck about that. Who the fuck are you? Like... We don't care. And I mean, I'm starting to look at it as I think even a lot of people within there, within, you know, a lot of people who are homosexual or trans or whatever. The, the alphabet, the alphabet gang. I feel like a lot of people within the alphabet gang are starting to realize this shit is like, like kind of goofy. Like, like it's the people, it's people within there, within the alphabet gang that make other alphabets look goofy as fuck. And I think they starting to realize that shit. And I think that shit is, I think it's kind of losing a little bit of steam, which is good. I'm I mean, just, I, and it's, I, it's like, if you look at their community, um, it's like they, they talk, they talk a lot of shit about what people do with like, I guess in like the heterosexual realm. But if we say one thing about them, we're homophobic. And they try to like cancel you and shit, and it's like they super fucking sensitive over everything. Yeah, I, I was. A gay nigga can take a dick, but can't take a can't take a joke. Amen. I mean, that's true. They're not like the only motherfuckers that can't take no motherfucking joke. But I gotta deal with people joking on me for being for the way I look. Bro, I see that shit all the time, like on Twitter. You see that all these gay niggas just be talking crazy about people. They be going viral. Like I be saying, people retweet, like tweets. It's mainly, it's most of the times. Well, a lot of times, it's, I see it. I see the little rainbow flag. Oh my shit. god! I'm like, bro, that shit's so like, annoying. Know. You already know. 
<laughs> it's some crazy shit going on right here. And it's worse whenever it's when it's, it's supposed dominated by a lot of like I'll just be looking at that shit like, yo, man, this it's just a low. You ain't you you ain't noticed like it seems like it's increased recently. Like I I feel like I be seeing that shit all the time now. Yeah, it's the eight man, them agents. They gotta pay them agents. <laughs> yeah. It's them agents popping up. They gotta they gotta steal a few of that, that that agenda. That's what that is. Um yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's gotten worse. That's why I can't really read a lot of the comments really anymore. I just read to get joke, you know, laugh. Yeah, a lot of because I'm like, look at look at all these fruit cakes. <laughs> these right. motherfuckers like, look, they all they they quick to joke on somebody, but they can't take a single fucking joke. Look at this shit. Exactly, and they quick, you know, just want to cancel you for some bullshit. Like, bro, like that shit is weak as hell to me. And you know, speaking of canceling, I don't know if I had I had talked about it just a minute ago with um. Dave Chappelle, but I know I don't know if you heard about the Rotten Tomatoes thing. He got a zero percent with the critics, but he got like a great score with the audience. And like the way they went about it was like they initially locked it. They locked it to where, man, this is why I'm saying a lot of this shit, man, this is like the found this is the start of like a lot of like a lot of this shit uncovering itself. And a lot of the information a lot of the a lot of this system and shit is gonna start breaking down in front of our eyes and we already knew that you know these mother these media groups are in cahoots with each other and you know, they, yeah. they have systems in place but you can literally see the agenda um promotion with rotten tomatoes and the the way they handled the Dave Chappelle situation and you know i know with the audience a lot of people in the audience may not know but they initially had the rotten tomatoes score of the uh sticks and stone Dave Chappelle uh, special um special on netflix and Ron Tomatoes is, you know, they have critics, main critics who, one, I'm going to ask you, I don't give a fuck about you, who these motherfuckers saying they are and rating these these movies because they're really nobody. I don't, another motherfucker's opinion on a movie really holds no weight for yeah. how, if I'm going to enjoy the movie or not. It's subjective at the end of the day. It's extremely subjective. So one, who the, this shit, I don't even know how this shit has a platform. And I'm going to tell you, I figured this shit out a, a while back. And, you know, you heard me talk about this. I figured out it was something. I mean, I, I've, I've known for years that there was something wrong with these critic um, websites and critic networks. But I noticed when that movie Moonlight came out um, and they got all these awards and Grammys and all these nominations and all that bullshit. And I'm, I'm, tell you, I'm going to tell you like this. Uh, Moonlight it was a movie that came out a couple years ago. Long story short, this guy's... Um, he was this. His mom was like a uh, addict, and he was basically um, taken in by the drug dealer who was selling to his mom. But it was a, actually a thugged out movie. It was a great movie, a great plot. I thought it was a really, really, really good movie until they forced the gay scene. Like, it, I mean, I, you know, it, it literally was the most forced gay scene I had ever seen before in my life. Like, it was it, it, nothing led up to it. It just came out of nowhere, and I started to realize all these different, all these different. Uh, Critic companies was giving that shit like a ninety nine percent, a hundred percent. I'm like, oh yeah, they love that. I'm sitting up there they like, love, yo, they, like, they love it. They love to see the the black man effeminate, effeminate like a motherfucker. And I was just sitting there like, yo, like, if you really know anything about a, like critiquing a movie, you this this shit wouldn't even have got a ninety percent rating just off of how it went. So I've been known that they were like on some corrupt shit, but 
with this special, they made it to where like nobody could comment on it, but the, but like four four main critics, and like these four main critics gave it a zero percent. That shit lame. Which is lame as fuck because okay, I'll say it like this. Okay, that that shows to me how these motherfuckers literally are not doing their job. They literally gave this motherfucker. They're a movie critic, so they're supposed to kind of basically take the subject. Right. You know, you know how the shit go. Like, so I—that was a funny ass Netflix special, and it's, it's it's people that's homosexual that say that shit was funny. And you know, as a movie critic, when you look at it, and when you're when you're grading comedic special that's one of the best specials that we've ever watched so even if you don't like it for it to get zero percent man that shows you know on a deeper level how how much of the of, of an agenda is being pushed upon our society man right because it's got zero percent they gave it zero out of four people they all gave it zero and then they opened that shit up they probably were all they probably were all gay too they probably were and I, I think it's deeper than that. I don't even think they were all gay. I think they were getting paid. I think they were getting, getting paid off, and they didn't think that we were going to say nothing about it because they don't realize that the people's consciousness is is shifting. If this was like 10 years ago, nobody would have paid that shit no attention. Nobody right. would have paid that shit no attention, bro. Because they've been doing this shit. It's, it's, they, if you go back and look at Rotten Tomatoes, um, if you look at how they, how they grade certain movies... You always notice this movies on there that's like really, really fucking good that they give shitty ratings. Cloud Atlas. You breaking up. Terrible rating. Um, but that's one of the that the way the movies even structured is like a work of art. Yeah. yeah. Like the way the script is structured, yeah, yeah. critics was giving it a shitty rating. Yeah, you're you're still kind of breaking up. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I keep going off. Hold on, let me put my brightness up. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, when I started to notice, like, if they give it a zero percent, it's like, yo. And people not having that shit because they turned around and gave that shit 99 percent. Right. Yeah, and I, I mean, I never put too much um, emphasis on, like, a critic critics review like i i do go to like uh i don't go to rotten tomato i go to metacritic Mm -hmm. and i'll look at their score because i i feel like it's more um i don't know i feel like it's 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 more fair and plus i like to look at the user score that's the most important to me is the user score Mm because i know i know people ain't getting paid to go see the movies the user that's just a regular person like me you know Mm -hmm. so that's what i i put more value into that than opposed to somebody that's going to write, oh, four stars, best movie of the year, and have their name on the commercial. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, that, that critic shit, that shit's going to die out eventually. I think that was the, that was the beginning stages of it. 
And I'm gonna tell you this, this this also popped up into my mind. <clears throat> Cause uh, you know, you, I noticed you just said I don't even use rotten tomatoes. And you know, I, 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 I what popped up in my mind is what this shit is going exactly what how rotten tomatoes wants it to go because really rotten tomatoes has been irrelevant since like 07. So I think even on a deeper level, this was also a media stunt. It was a publicity stunt because you know, really, I heard you. I heard you hear more about me, uh, Metacritic and IM, uh, IMBD. Yeah. yeah, you know the other like rot, like they all they weeded rotten. The whole it has a biography of like the the, the uh, cast and all that shit. That shit's cool as hell, and it has user ratings, all that shit. So I think it also was a media stunt too for Rotten Tomatoes as a company. Cause that shit's been irrelevant since like 2007, and I think also, um, but I think I mean I, I I think that's just how the shit is now in in media, like true. Motherfucker talking about a zero percent. I don't give a fuck if you was offended. You have no choice but to get that shit at seventy percent. I'm gonna give it a ninety-nine. Yeah, I think it's uh. One of his best stand-ups he's done. Fuck it, I'll probably give it a hundred. I mean, I, I I really don't want to rate it. I want to give it a, at least a couple months. But I said it before. I think that's that's what for right now. That's going to be what he's known for. He literally changed his image. He he he. That that, that special I think is what he, he accomplished exactly what he wanted to accomplish. That set his image in stone right there. Yeah, it shows that, you know, he still has integrity and he's not going to just, like, succumb to the pressure of a, of a social justice warrior, you know, to be uh, politically correct. Yeah. So I think that, did, that, just, that just did wonders. So I'm definitely interested in, in more content. We all are, of course. <laughs> Them motherfuckers sitting at home watching that shit. No matter how gay they is, they watching that shit because they know that shit funny. Right. And, you know, that goes to show where we at, too. Because this nigga didn't even... He used to do legit skits. He used to do legit, played out skits that, I mean, that's hella offensive. <laughs> Let's yeah, be real. pretty much uh, Ken Peel. That's like the watered-down version right. of uh, the Chappelle show. I, I like Kid Bill, but I I don't I still don't think that that shit, that shit could even hold any cup of water. Like they can't even hold a water, cup of water in this Chappelle show. Yeah, it is two of them niggas. <laughs> yep, and uh, I mean they had some really funny skits. You know, you can check that out on YouTube. But it doesn't to compare it to what the Chappelle show did at that time. There's nothing like it. But I appreciate that that humor. It's not. It's it's a different subcategory. I like. I, that's what I like. I like dark humor. Yeah, it's a, so. and, I, and they don't hold back on nobody. But I think Jordan Peele has let it be known how he how he how he views shit too. True. True. Yeah, I think Jordan. You know, he's he's coming to his own. You know, with his directing and stuff, and the messages he's in his first two movies. Man, like he's he's made a huge impact. And, and he's got a lot of conversation going about real shit, you know, and it's no bullshit. Like his uh, Key and Peele 
sketch comedy. He might, I mean, he might make a comedy eventually, but I think right now he's just focused on making some real shit. Man, who else? I mean, come on, bro. Your first movie, you create Get Out. But not only do you create Get Out, like, the way that, the way, you can kind of put that shit within its own fucking subcategory within, within, um, film. Just the yeah. way he wrote that script and assembled it, like, man, you can watch that movie and it'll be different every fucking time. You'll find something different every time. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And then Us was, like, the cloning like, mm-hmm. bro, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't say Us is as good as Get Out, but I think Us still had a really good message to it. I'm really looking forward to a lot of his shit. Um, but I, he lets, he, he's letting it be known how he feels. He, but his, his, comedy, his comedy's different. Yeah. His comedy's, his comedy's different, so. But he's giving you another layer of... Uh, He's giving his his following another layer of like another way to view shit. Like you gotta think, like you gotta think, and you gotta like research. Yeah, the absolutely. Symbolism. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, there's just not that many comedians that do that nowadays. You know, I look at Chappelle, Chris Rock. Uh, fucking Bill Burr. Yup. Um. That off top, I mean, I mean, shit, Louis C.K. But I mean, I can't really. Other than that, there's only like a handful of comedians I think that really still go no holds barred on stage with what they say. Um. I definitely would like. That's needed. That's needed for sure. I'm glad you said Bill Burr. That's somebody that I would definitely recommend uh, the audience to check out. He's sleeper, sleeper. Bro, his rant when he was in Philadelphia, that shit was hilarious. He just, like, destroyed Philadelphia. He Uh, is a sleeper. He don't give a fuck who you are. He's going to talk shit about you. Yeah. Really dope. Um, But, yeah, man. I mean, I feel like just a lot of people, they just play it too safe nowadays. And it's refreshing that you hear somebody say some crazy shit, you know, that make you go, ooh, like the crowd go, ooh, like, oh, well, yeah, he, he just took it there. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of shit I like. I think the reason why is this, it's the Obama effect. <laughs> when Obama was in office, like, man, like, we, you, you got burnt at the stake. You got burnt at the stake. If you say anything wrong about... um Somebody from a different sexual orientation. Yeah, they they had the Newsweek art uh, magazine cover. They said Obama was the first gay president. Ironically, he's black. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he he looked out for the gays, all right. I try to tell my people, you do realize the highest level of. Um, Police brutality was during the Obama uh, campaign, also in the Obama uh, office area or whatever. The most number, like literally, statistics. Like I don't use statistics; it's, it, it statistics were create were created to paint a narrative. Um, but sometimes they do tell the truth, 
And I do yeah. remember, shit, man, I know as a young black male, it's always a chaotic time. But I hate to say it. I feel like it was more, I mean, it ain't no hate or love to this shit. This is the truth. It was more chaotic from 2008 to 2016 as a young black male than it is now, to be real with you. I feel like every time I pick my phone up, every time I down looked at TV, every time I heard somebody talk, it was another damn Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown. It's still going on. Don't get it twisted. Right. But I do. I mean, I know of I, I know of people like AJ Marion. Um, he was he was a running back that played at AC Reynolds in Asheville. Um, he was in our grade. He got gunned down. Oh, down. He was a uh, he was the D one running back. He was really good. He got gunned down in uh I think it was two thousand. Uh, we were I think we were freshmen. We were freshmen or we were freshmen or sophomores. We were freshmen or sophomores in um college. Cause I remember I was friends with him on Facebook. And I was like, damn man, this dude was going D one. Yeah. I went on his Facebook and it was like all these memorials and shit. And it was like, you know, he had got gunned down by a cop and you know they didn't charge the cop. They didn't charge it. So like that was in like twenty fourteen or some shit, twenty thirteen. So like I mean I even know of I know of people that's that's gotten that's been the vic that was that was victims at that time. And I can tell you, man, that shit was crazy. Every day was something new. Yeah, I could only imagine, man. Like, just imagine being um just focusing in on that because I know there those people, there's people that do just follow the stats and just say like how many mass shootings, like there's been more mass shootings this year than there's been days. Wow. And you look at the statistics and, you know, people want gun control, but I'm not necessarily for it. I mean, I'm on, I'm neutral about it because I think we should have guns certain to an extent. You should be able to have something, you know, now, as far as ARs and stuff, I don't know about that, but you should have something to protect yourself, you know? Well, I would uh, say it like this. I feel like with, the, with how technology is, with how just society is in general, you can't regulate, how can you regulate, how can you regulate, how can you even regulate that shit? You feel me? You can't, cause I mean, it's there's always gonna be. You, I mean, if you know where to go, man, like you can find any type of gun. Like niggas got missile launchers in the hood. Like, come on, bro. At this point, it's like a virus. It's so many weapons and so many guns and so much. And then you got the or dark you, web. Oh, yeah, that, yep, that's what I was about to say. The dark web. Like, like legit, we can get on the dark web right now. I can have a pistol by tomorrow night. Yeah. By Monday morning, I can have a goddamn AK. Yeah. I can have some grenades by Monday month by Monday morning, dog. So all it is, this is like you know what we like we was talking earlier. This is just regulation, bad regulation. Right. Because people gotta understand that we gotta hold of these uh, fully automatic. We gotta hold of this shit from the government. From the start, 
We got a hold of this shit from the government. It's stories of people in the hood, you know, of, of people going by big ass boxes of fully automatic weapons around whenever they try to disband the bloods in the cribs. Ain't no nigga in the hood gonna just be able to have access to an AK-47. Like that's military grade weapon weaponry. Right. So I feel like they now they wanted to they, they feel like they, they see the a lot the a lot of the citizens are getting antsy and losing their minds and not really not giving up up. So they're trying to like trying to control the supply some type of way before it get out of hand. Cause it's gonna get it's gonna start leading to people turning that shit around to like to these CEOs and shit, to these politicians. So they're trying to make it hard for us to they they trying to make it hard now for us to get a hold of these weapons because motherfuckers are gonna get tired of being taxed out of their ass and they're gonna start going to the mayor's mayor's fucking the mayor's home and shit. But it's about too late, I think. It's wild to think that we got uh we got kids now doing like school shooting drills. That's crazy. Like it's like elementary kids. But I mean, what much I mean, what is there really that you can do? Somebody just comes in with like an AR. Getting under the desk ain't gonna save you. Well, I was seeing somewhere it was like, now we doing school shooting drills with the school shooter in the drill. Oh, oh wow. I mean, if you think about it, when we grew up, we were doing school shootings. I mean, we were doing school shooting drills because of I know my teacher used to always say, "What if somebody robbed the bank and robbed the bank in the in the area, or robbed this, robbed the gas station?" Because we had a gas station like right up the road. Or like, what if something happened like around us and they came right to the school? Like, that's why, that was the reasoning behind it. But like, literally, uh, out of the whole time I was in school, but especially, you know, before school shooting got big, we probably had like one major lockdown. And that was because I think a motherfucker missed his, like he missed his parole or he was on house arrest and, or he missed his parole officer uh, visit. Or some shit. It wasn't even like an active fugitive. But like they he turned into an active fugitive because it was a dangerous motherfucker, but he had happened to miss his PO visit or some shit. And they made a manhunt. It automatically turned into a manhunt. And that was the only reason why we had like a major lockdown. But it wasn't like no it wasn't really anything going on. So really now it's like we have a lockdown because this niggas that's in the school. Like what the fuck? So, like, we got to transform the way we even, like, do our drills and shit. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it ain't even about the drills. It's about it's about what's caused this shit. Shit has caused this shit. So, I mean, it's how you bring, how you brought up these, uh, these kids. They fucked up. The ones that come in and shoot the schools, I mean... Usually they the ones they the, the kids that ain't got nobody talking to them at lunch or anything and just by themselves and you know stereotypically they got like something like a <laughs> they might have a fucking like trench coat on or some shit right. the damn hiking boots you know outfit don't make no sense but that's school shooter vibes I mean and most of the time the majority of the time they are 
of uh, the Caucasian descent. You know, so. Don't let that nigga put his head down in his book bag. Hell no, I'm gone. Nah. You gotta, you gotta watch out for real. I think it's interesting how they're putting it on the guns, though. Like, you can't stop a nigga from, you can't, like, it's not the guns, period. It's not the guns. It, it's what's making these motherfuckers do this shit. It's the fact that we being taxed out our ass every day. So now, like, I'm telling you now, and, like, people are like, how did, well, that don't make sense. Well, it's because that nigga dad and that nigga mom probably was being taxed every day of their fucking life. And that shit affected their energy, so they created the seed. And all these, uh, the new generation, all we are is a, literally, we are all the negative energy of our parents. We are literally born as rebels. So these motherfuckers are losing their minds. We're not sitting back like our parents and just letting shit go. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people, I feel like it's just a lot of chaos going on. And a lot of motherfuckers are are just fucking crazy as fuck. Yeah. And they got this. They got a lot of the energy of their DNA of of all the past thousands of years. Because this shit has been going on for thousands of years. All this corruption, and it's reaching this pinnacle right now. This time, this is where all this chaos and all this shit is coming from. It's reaching the pinnacle, and it's 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 exhibiting itself. It's it's showing it itself as. Chaos and different levels of chaos is mass shootings, um, natural disasters. Because you gotta, shit, we affect the earth, we affect the energy and the weather and all that shit. I think that's where all this shit coming from. Uh, that's where all this shit coming from. Should I, yeah, like, I, I feel like, even like, I be telling people at work, like, yeah, like, a lot of shit that's going on has been just been the trend for so many years. And it's like, nah, a lot of the young people come up in there and it's like, hell nah, we ain't having this shit. Yeah, I, definitely that's the type of attitude that goes on with uh, the younger generation. We go push for change. And, you know, it's because, I mean, I think like I, we are in the middle of a shift, you know, but it's got to start somewhere. True. Fuck. Would you recommend that back that I'm at, though? I would say that if you, I mean, if you're looking for a desktop, this is, um, this is a great one to have because, I mean, it's got all the features you need and it's going to last a long time and you don't really have to worry about uh, viruses or anything because of the operating system but it is expensive so if you're on a budget then I would just go with like a regular PC you know ain't nothing wrong with that okay so I got a uh, on my TV I, I found an app this morning uh, literally it has every single episode Every single episode that Bob Ross ever made, the painter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he got the he got the Jew from the yeah. Jew from. It has every single episode, every single one. So I was watching that shit all morning. Man, I wrote that shit was so that shit was so reminiscent of, of growing up, man. Like I remember growing up, 
I used to watch that shit all the time, and I just be like, man, I wonder if anybody else watched this shit because it used to come on public TV. P- PBS. Yeah, yeah, on PBS because I remember most people had cable, and I would watch that shit. That was like I had no choice but to watch it. So you know, a lot of that shit on PBS was bullshit, but a lot of that shit was legendary, like Arthur and Zoom, Sesame and Street, Sesame Street. Bob Ross is one of the Dragon Tales. Hell yeah, uh, fucking Caillou. Caillou, Clifford. Clifford the Big Red Dog, yeah. Uh, Berenstein Bears, they had all kinds of shit on there. Like, all, like a lot of the shit was classic, but it is a lot of the shit that we forgot. But Bob Ross was not one of them shits. But I do remember growing up, like, I'm like, why am I watching this shit? Like... Like, that was, motherfucker could paint his ass off though, I and it was lie. so simple. He that motherfucker had you wanting to paint and shit, like for real. This morning I was like, man, I just need to go out and just give me one of them shit. Just, just, just every even growing up, I used to always want to paint. He made that shit look simple. I was like, man, I need, I need, I need to damn get on this shit. But now I did research on him. Man, that motherfucker was in the Air Force for like twenty one years. That's interesting. I mean, like, I was on the Wikipedia page. I didn't go to another source to confirm it. But y'all, I mean, Wikipedia is actually a very good source if you know how if you know how to how to search shit. Um, but I went on there and they had him that he was uh, in the Air Force for 21 years. Like he was high level in the Air Force, and like I think it said it had a little excerpt from one of his autobiographies, and it had said when um, he was basically like when I was in the Air Force. I had to be really mean and be really tough and yell at people, tell people to, you know, yell at people when they were late for work, yell at people when they weren't dressed correctly, whatever, whatever. And he was like, I made a promise to myself whenever I got out of the Air Force and got out of the military that I would never raise my voice again. And I was like, you got to think he was in he was in the Air Force from 1961 to 1981. So that ain't like the Air Force now. This nigga was in the Air Force during Vietnam. Like, so he was during, he was in that real shit. True. And he was like a high, he was like a lieutenant, like he was high level. Like it had to, it had to rank on it. I just didn't remember the name. He was in that bitch for like 20 something years. I was like, no, that motherfucker in this bitch, that motherfucker is like trying not to lose his mind. And this is his way of not losing his mind. And one of the episodes I watched, she was like, he had painted like thirty thousand paintings. Crate down. That's crazy. What the fuck? And if you, uh, man, you got to see this app. It had like thirty-two seasons. He had like thirty-one seasons. I kept on scrolling and scrolling. Them shits was like, them shits was like fifteen episodes a season of different paintings and shit. So I mean, I I don't I don't think he's not lying. And they were saying that when he was in the Air Force, he would paint. Like he would paint him, like he would. That's where how he would make money and shit. So shit, he probably didn't make over thirty thousand, um, thirty thousand paintings. But it was something else. It was um, he was like he was high level in the Air Force. Um, yeah, I know. I thought that was interesting. Yes, shit probably would have went out and kept on going on. So what would it what would have kept on going on? The show would have probably kept going on. If not for what? He passed in nineteen ninety five. Oh shit! I ain't even. Yeah, like, I didn't even know. I I, I looked him up to just he had like passed in ninety five. 
uh, his this last season was in '94. I had I was like, let me watch the last season and see if he like was foreshadowing anything. And like the last season, at the very beginning, all he said was, "This would be the last season to conclude at, uh, season 31 or series 31." Um, so I mean, I guess he just got. I didn't even. I don't think I kept on reading. I meant to keep on reading. Now, he must have gotten like sick or something, and he got sick pretty quick and passed that next year. But he had like thirty something seasons. It only it lasted like thirteen years or like eleven years. He had like thirty. Motherfucker had seasons. three seasons in a year. <laughs> like that shit's wild, dude. Like think about that shit. His his paintings are fucking priceless, dog. Like he 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 had so he was probably getting paid off it. Of, He's getting paid off of the fact that he actually literally recorded himself and then he can have hella merchandise. He could just have hella merchandise just from just from the fact that he made that, that TV series. And it was on public public t- or public TV. Sure. I think that that's what helped me. You know, that nigga probably wasn't getting paid shit back in the day for it for it being on public TV. But probably not. That was the best publicity that anybody could ask for in the long run, dog. You know, them dividends probably paid off for his family in the end. I know um, Mr. Rogers is eating because they, they just made a movie about him that's coming out later this year or next year with Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. That's a pretty good character, uh, pretty good choice right there, actor choice. Bro, I'll never forget that video. They're like, yo, Mr. Mr. Rogers was high as fuck one episode he was uh, eating banana with a, a slice of cheese around it. Uh, I have not <laughs> seen that shit. I got to see that. I was shit. like, what the fuck is Mr. Rogers doing, bro? Like, I don't remember this episode because I used to watch that show. I used to watch that show. That was a really, really good show. Uh, I was I like, see what that the shit. hell? But yeah, Wasn't they... he, he an Air Force nigga too? I don't even know. I haven't done no research. I think they said they were saying that, but I think they said that was a hoax. For Mr. Rogers, but I think that shit was true for Bob Ross. Or Damn, I gotta find that shit. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, what the hell is he doing? But um Yeah, PBS used to watch that all the time with my grandma's. That shit was flames, man. Like you that that was the best programming right there. It really was. Like yeah, I came up watching uh, Sesame Street. Right. That shit kind of get to like seven o'clock though. That shit got ass. It start. It start. Um, having like real world shows. I think at that time with the news and shit. Yeah, the news was was ass. But even like the great, they would show like like English uh, sitcoms. Them motherfuckers be funny sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, some of the these modern sitcoms that we have were adopted from um like the UK. Yeah, like them shits, man. Like I don't be knowing what they be saying. Or adapted, not adopted. But yeah. Don't be knowing what they be saying, but I'll be know you you can tell, like you can kinda have an idea. You just be in there rolling. <laughs> right. Got the name of them, but you you're absolutely right about that. I think like uh like uh Shameless. Yep. Shameless is a well was a British TV show. I don't know if it's still going on, but it was adapted into a US TV show that I've watched. You were saying The Office? I think The Office. Yeah, I think that was like 
it's an early um that was adapted from a um from, literally from an English version of it. It wasn't as funny and it wasn't as popular, but it blew up in America. It's like it's like video from it. True, true. I thought that was interesting. Damn, um, I seen there's this show that Drake is a executive producing called Top Boy. That's supposed to be a UK based show, and I think it's like similar in like the vein of maybe like a um, maybe like a Power or something like that. But yeah, so UK, I mean UK has some programming. You know, I just haven't done much research on them. So let me ask you about that Drake, um, that Drake idea, because this is my first time hearing about it. Uh, about the show? Yeah. He it's uh he just put money behind it. Like he's bringing this show back that's called Top Boy. He's just bringing it back to uh, he's got a new season for it on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, and he dropped the he dropped the soundtrack for it. And you know he got his um one of his freestyles where he's talking all that UK slang, you get me fam, you know he yeah, he, yeah. he talking that road man the yardy you know <laughs> he put on one of his accents he he was going crazy every line, he sounded like he was straight up out of the UK, dipped wow. in road yeah man's man's them don't want smoke yeah I was like bro what the fuck, then people were like yo that's how them people in Toronto really be sounding. Like the, well, they say that's a legit like melting pot, and like it's all kinds of cultural influence there. I forgot the name of that festival they have every summer. It's a big time. You talking about a uh, carnival? It's yeah, it's a big time gathering that they have every summer in uh, Toronto. Like it's it's like it's it's huge. Um, but they have that. It's supposed to because they have all they have a hella influence from all different types of cultures. True. Some about this. Uh, some about that city. That's definitely a place I want to visit. It's, they say it's pretty fun. Um. But another uh, artist that got a good little documentary or docu series or a series that one that uh, Kodak Black had one on YouTube. Um, painting pictures. Yeah, uh, I, I I caught a few episodes. It's been a while since I caught it. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, that was. I thought it was, thought it was straight. That's pretty good. I thought it was straight. Like I like too bad. what about it. I mean, too bad he about to be locked up for some years. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> hey, but you know, I say a lot of these artists they they're a victim of targeting, but a lot of times I feel like. How can I? How can how can you sit up here and say that, you know, for an artist that does fuck up? I mean, it's only so much that you can only so much you can say about somebody, or some only so much you can um take up for so many people, you know. True, and uh, he's young, but yeah, he'll. I mean, he'll probably get out a couple years. Cause I mean, he played. He did plead guilty to the firearms charge, and I still think he has that uh, rape case that he has is still ongoing. But that's yeah. Second. I mean, he about out of pocket with like a lot of the shit he said about young M.A. He about to come out. He's not even gonna have his tattoos on his face no more. He's gonna yeah. be looking different. He gonna go 
He gonna go hand, hug his handler again, like when yeah. he got out last time. That shit was wild. That shit was funny as fuck. <laughs> he jumped right into his arms like it was on some damn, uh, uh, damn rom com movie, some shit. Nah, it, it wasn't Jack Boy. He didn't. He 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 didn't go and see Jack Boy and dap him up and hug him. Nah, it was some random ass nigga with a polo on, with some polo and some Sperry's. Probably a like damn he, nigga work for the label or some shit. The nigga like he just jumped out of the Kappa Sig house. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? Soldier Boy. It wasn't yeah. Jack Boy. It was some, it was it was motherfucking Jake. Soldier Boy been out of jail for like a month, I think. And they just got video of him because people were saying, I think his family was saying that he was missing. And uh, he's been with one of his people, some of his people from uh, um, when he was younger or whatever, coming up in the game. And they showed a video of him getting into like a vehicle. It looked like he done gained weight and shit. He don't even look the same. People were like, this nigga done got cloned and shit. But for them, to, for them to clone that nigga, though, like for them to clone Soldier Boy, that's kind of wild to me. Well, I mean, I I think Soldier Boy is. I mean, he seemed goofy, but I think they want they want us to make him look like he's goofy, but he's extremely intelligent because. Okay, I think Soldier Boy is one of the motherfuckers that just his personality can't be controlled. He is he does idiotic shit, but we can't for never forget. You got to give respect where it's due. He is like a lot of the. He laid the foundation for a lot of what we see in the rap game right now. Yeah, the but, internet, the internet era. He started yeah. that pretty much. So I say, like Soldier Boy's mind is they. They're scared of it, of his mind. I mean, even even with the the gaming consoles, that's fucking smart as hell. Now, yeah. even though we know that it was ripoffs, but that that um that tactic can work though. You know, he's trying to be his own boss, you know, and that's some shit that I can respect. Well, that's what I was going to go uh, segue into next. Cause I feel like his we, he's already proven that his mind is like, his, his mind definitely functions different. So I feel like all these years, they, they and I, I, I think they, done, they did. Oh, wow. Um, I'll talk about that next, but Soldier Boy, um, I think... Uh, they they reached enough of that shit whenever he did the shit with the gaming consoles because he was opening up a lot of people's eyes on a little um loophole. Uh-huh. Um, and they don't like when they don't like when not only do they they don't mind people using loopholes, but they don't like when loopholes are spilled to the public. Right. And I think they 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 probably put that nigga put his ass right in back to to a CRA handler office. Then um, gave him some crazy ass therapy. Or, you know, this damn electroshock therapy, something crazy. Put this nigga back on impact to where he ain't gonna do no shit. He ain't gonna get out of line. Right. For at least the next few months or some shit. And then, you know, get back to it. Yeah, but we can't never, we can never forget. Soldier Boy's a legend. Yeah, for sure. Dumb shit, but he a legend. So he's a genius too. The nigga to take some damn cell phone, 2005 cell phone recordings and turn that shit into multi-millions is, is or not just multi, honestly, he should be a billionaire. Let's be real. Like, he didn't even get paid of what he, uh, of how much he put into the game. But I mean, he's not, it's Soldier Boy, you know what I mean? Like, he still, he still do idiotic shit too. 
Right. That's how the game is. Yeah. I think he'll be known as a legend, definitely. Yeah, I, I see that for sure. Um, And I think another thing that, he's, that we don't give him credit for is he, he continues to stay relevant. Yeah, he keeps finding his way back into, like, the line. But not for that long, though. You know, it lasts, like, a couple months. That's, a, that's the only thing he can't stay relevant for long, but he can definitely find a way to continue to stay relevant. But I think the next thing for him is we can clearly see that his time, I think his time in music, well, I won't say his time in music is over because we're in a different area. We're in the most creative era of music that, that we've ever seen. So it, I don't think it's really any age limit on music. It ain't no, it's no boundaries to this shit. So you can never say once an artist that was once extremely popular, I can, you can never say that shit. There's no boundaries to the music game right now. But it's looking like he's he's definitely it's looking like more than likely the probability of him having like an actual music career is done and that's that shit that shit's in the past. So I think what he needs to start doing, which I think he is, he, he's trying to do that, and he is doing that, but I think he needs to really focus on it hundred percent is just you know, reinvent himself in another capacity. Like I think he just needs to put that music shit like all the way to the side. Work yeah. on, like, producing or, like, work on writing. Just work on one certain thing and just work on that shit. And then work on a YouTube brand or some shit. Like, bro, you, bro, Soulja Boy, this nigga is so, his personality is so, like, hilarious. You tell me he couldn't create a following just off of YouTube, off of just off his life. He already did it, bro. He was the, he was the initial, he, he was initial content creator. You gotta get you gotta get credit to Soldier Boy for that shit. He was the initial content creator, dog. Like, yeah, I definitely think he can. For like, sure. Like, what is he doing? Like, this is the perfect time for him to do this. Like, he he was doing that shit in like 07. He used to always be on the webcam with his boys doing stupid shit. Now yeah, is the time beef, to do that shit. Beefing with Bow Wow. Now is the time for him to do that shit. Like, now is the time for him to have a whole bro in 4K. He can do that shit in 4K, bro. Have a whole like. Have a whole YouTube documentary series of his life, and then that, and he can add all kinds of different tools and different techniques to that shit in 2019, damn near 2020, and that'll that'll bring Soldier Boy right back to the to the motherfucking picture. Right, he done re- whole reinvented himself in a whole another um whole another category. So I don't know, but um on that note. I think we, you know, we covered a lot this episode, like usual. Yup. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Nah, I'm just, uh, I think, I think you, I think that's good. You know, shit. About to chill for the rest of the night. Same. Episode 13? Yeah, episode 13. Episode 13 of the Divine Castle Podcast. Uh, this is Monquay. And this is Stefan. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. And um, we're signing off. All right. Peace. Peace.